Hello and welcome to another episode of the Strength for Your Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Phil Finnamore, owner of WorkFitMe Mobile Concierge Physical Therapy. The goal of this podcast is to help busy Maine professionals attain the mental, emotional, and physical strength necessary to fulfill their true purpose in life. I have a passion for sharing my true purpose with others. Join me as I discuss holistic health and wellness tips with my friends, colleagues, and even heroes and mentors to help you strengthen your true purpose in life. Let's go. All right. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Strength for Your Purpose podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Really hope you have enjoyed some of what we've been putting out here over the past few weeks, a little mix of some informational stuff I've been doing and some collaborations I've been doing with other folks, along with our normal sort of scope of helping you all strengthen your true purpose in life. Last week had a really cool conversation with Michael DeLuca, who grew up around the Apollo space program, actually. A lot of really great stuff in there, some some really good life lessons that he learned from growing up around some of those incredible people that were at the forefront of that technology and how he's applied some of those things to his life and, and to business and health and all those great things. So go check that out if you have not. And today we're going to keep rolling on with some of this inspirational and really good health, wellness, and mindset stuff that, that we've been having on the podcast here recently. I'm going to be joined today by Brian Ligotti of Deerigo Fitness in Falmouth, Maine. Brian started Deerigo Fitness because he had struggled with weight for many years of his life. He knew he needed to do something to help others overcome the despair that he felt regarding his weight. After receiving a degree in exercise physiology from the University of Southern Maine, he applied what he learned in school to Deergo Fitness with these following principles. The only way to create lasting change is to stay focused, have a clear reason for what I am doing, and be consistent with small changes. Fitness allowed Brian to find the piece of himself that could face anything and push through discomfort. He was never really comfortable in his own skin and decided he didn't want anyone else to live with that feeling of hopelessness. And there's a lot more incredible and inspiring stuff in there. But Brian, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, Phil. Of course. Yeah, so uh, as I said, there's there's some other really good inspiring stuff in there. And and having known you for a while, known about Deergo and what you do over there for a little while, wanted to bring you on and have you share some of that with the listeners here, along with some awesome news that you guys have coming up here just this week. But before we get to all of that, Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to just introduce yourself a little more than we already have here. Talk about a little bit of your journey, what got you to the point you're at now and and what Deergo Fitness is all about. Yeah. So like you mentioned, I was definitely overweight for a good portion of my life. The majority of my youth was spent like overweight. When I was in high school, I think I was at like 265 when I was a freshman, which mm-hmm. like being overweight in high school is like less than awesome. Those weren't very fun years, right? It's not fun. <laughs> um, I didn't actually start getting fit until I was in my like mid-ish 20s. Mm. And it's funny because when people see me now, they just assume that I've always been this way or like really into sports, which is not the case at all. Wow. So I have still some of the pictures to prove it, like my freshman <laughs> ID. I don't know yeah. if, if you've ever seen like the Sopranos, mm-hmm. but 
I looked exactly like Anthony Jr. when he was also at his heaviest, like with a little mushroom cut and everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that like that's basically what my freshman ID looked like. Actually. Uh, face so big that it took up the entire square. Yeah. Of the picture. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a transformation you've gone through there. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, it was one of those like slow and steady and gradual ones. But the thing that did it for me actually was, I don't know if you know who Jack LaLanne is. Yeah. I've heard of him. Don't know a ton about him, but yeah. Definitely yeah so heard Jack LaLanne, he basically was the guy that made working out cool. Yes. And he did that back in the fifties and he has a little jumpsuit and he'd work out with his wife and right. it was really cool. He also... In I think it was like two hours or three or something. He managed to do like a thousand pull-ups and a hundred push-ups. Oh yes. I do. I do recall that now that you say that. Yeah. And then at like 76, he swam from Alcatraz to San Francisco, towing mm-hmm. three rowboats behind him. Like he was harnessed up to him and then swam in that choppy water at like that old. Anyways. Wow. He died back in like, I think 2006 or seven or no, no, no. It had to have been like, uh, maybe it was 10, 2010 or around there. Anyways, he died. Sure. He died money, but that doesn't matter. But I remember hearing on the news that, you know, he worked out for two hours a day, not because he actually liked to work out because he, he did that because he had to, mm. because he grew up kind of as a sick kid. And that's just what he had to do to take care of his body. Wow. And like, when I heard that, and he did that up until a week before he died. He passed away of pneumonia. Wow. Um, at 93 or something. He was like super old. Yeah. I uh, lived a long life. And I remember hearing that and the news reporter saying that. And I was like, like, I gotta get my act together here. Like, yeah, this old guy's like getting it done and I am young and I am just, I'm blowing it, man. Like mm. I have so many more years left than this guy. And he's like doing all that he can to maintain his body. And I'm like doing nothing. (laughs) Sure. Slowly dying here on the couch. Right. It was that, it was that like snap. I was like, Mm. Oh man, something's got to change for me. And then slow and steady. Like I started making changes. Like as I acquired more knowledge, it was, you know, I was able to implement more changes in my life, but like, Mm. so now like what I try to do at work here with people is to try to get them to find that spark, you know, like that makes this important, you know, like, cause everyone has that thing that matters to them. It's just a matter of like finding the thread that leads back to a healthy body. Sure. Because everyone intellectually like intellectually everyone knows that your health mm. is really important but most people don't accept that idea until they're already sick right right yeah, we, we we take it for granted in a, in a big way yeah and i'm sure you get that all the time like mm. people come to you in your pt practice and they're they habitually move in mm. ways that are not let's say productive or efficient sure they injure themselves and then they cement movement patterns that are less than optimal mm. continue to injure themselves and it's they don't recognize or they take for granted the fact that they used to be able to tie their shoes mm-hmm. without pain. And now they'd give anything to yeah. just be able to do that. You know what I mean? Right. And man, are we so quick to just be okay with that sometimes without someone around you, you know, like, like what you just said saying, Hey, wait a second, <laughs> you know, this isn't, this isn't normal, nor does it have to be. Let's yeah. let, let's find not only what to do to get, get you out of this, but also let's find something that, that you truly value that you want to work toward. You know, I mean, 
not yeah. being able to tie your shoes is a certain, certainly a, a huge pain in the butt, <laughs> you know, yes. and, and, and can be a little bit, maybe even demoralizing for some people, but mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you could just get a pair of shoes that slides on, right? But there's mm-hmm. got to be something in your life that you truly wish you could do that you're actually passionate about that you no longer can do. What is that? And how can we get back to that? Yeah. And, you know, fitness and health don't have to be that dissimilar if from mm. your PT, if that sure. makes sense. Like, it's just a matter of like figuring out what is important to you, right? Mm-hmm. What kind of life do you actually want to lead? And what kind of example do you want to set? Like parents, it's it's the mm. easiest. That's the easiest thing to do, right? Is to start with that line of questioning, like what kind of mm. what kind of parent do you want to be? And what kind of example do you want to set? Because I know one thing, you know, for me that I always think of, especially for parents, because now that I am one, but like I always think about like my mom. Mm. She somehow, I don't know how she did this because she she raised three children all by herself. Wow. which I think is amazing. Right. Incredible. I, I kind of understood it as a kid, but now like I, I really get it because I'm a grown up, Right. But anyways, sure. I remember there were times where we'd all be so hungry that she, she used to make us dinner every night. Like she used to fix somehow make us a hot dinner. Right. And it was mm-hmm. always nutritious. It was always, the portions are always well. And she did her best to, she didn't realize it, but she did her best to educate us. Right. Yeah. And, um, I remember there were times where like, we'd all be so hungry and like basically jumping all over her for food that she would cook dinner with her coat still on because she didn't even have a chance to like get it off. And the funny thing is now that I have kids of my own and I think about phoning it in for dinner, I, I think of my mom, right? And I think of the times that she was there with her coat on making us dinner. And I'm just like, come on, like, how can I ever say I'm tired now? Like, right. How can I ever not show up for my kids the same way that my mom did? Mm. And I just want to, you know, now that I'm a parent, I want to be able to give that to other parents. Sure. Because I, I see sometimes people walk through my door and they genuinely have no idea. They have an idea of what it means to be healthy, but they don't actually know what mm-hmm. it looks like to implement it in their lives. Sure. So the thing for me is like, parents especially like trying to get them to a place where they they know that they're instilling some really solid knowledge in their children Mm. not burdening playing like a burden on them of having no idea of what to do or setting the example that like this is just what happens when you get older get older you get busy with work and then you give up on life somehow Mm. and settle into a life that's less than fulfilling Mm. right so like yeah yeah you know, because uh, if you're swallowing or ignoring the health cues in your life, I'd argue probably you're ignoring others. But that's like, oh, sure. My own thing. Right. Yeah. Like- yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, I think that makes perfect sense. And it's it's so interesting. And this is this is a bit of a, a theme that we've talked about before in some some episodes here on, on the podcast. But it comes up over and over again. I, I find it so interesting that it's this way and and there's a reason it comes up over and over again and 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 that is that most of us just like that example you gave mm-hmm. can figure out what that spark is what that reasoning is that we need to be healthier you know be a better or be the best version of ourselves but sometimes people do need that question or series of questions brought up to them to like mm-hmm. have it really click right and and then even more than that they really need that guidance right because yeah. obviously not everybody has the 
exercise physiology knowledge that you have or or the the background in fitness or sports that other people that can help them with those things have. But beyond just needing someone to show them how to properly move and exercise or get out of pain or whatever the case might be, mm-hmm. sometimes we, surprisingly enough, we do need someone else's help from time to time to figure mm-hmm. out even what the spark is to take that first step. And then the, obviously the knowledge and accountability that comes with working with someone who can help you along that path is is super important. But that kind of brings me to my next thought as I was thinking here is, uh, you know, you obviously went out and educated yourself on these things, mm-hmm. as, as you mentioned, but but where did you get help from along the way? Because I, I know that you, you you shared with us how you kind of found that spark and that inspiration, mm-hmm. but did you also get help to find even more of that spark than what you came up with on your own? Or was it more just getting some knowledge yourself, working with some people who knew more than you to kind of show you the Mm -hmm. way from a fitness perspective. What did that look like for you? So for me, it looked like, and it still does, um, having coaches Mm -hmm. to write my programs and hold me accountable. Um, Because one of the things I learned is like, you know, I am the worst coach to myself. Mm. Right. Like I will definitely let things slide and not hold myself to the highest standard possible as far as the fitness thing goes. It's easy Um, to do. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, basically once I had the spark, I was like, okay, a change has to happen. I am willing to do anything and pay anything to make sure this thing happens. Mm. And at the time, like I was, I don't know, 25 and broke, but it didn't matter. So I walked into like a, a, a gym to see a trainer willing to pay like anything at that point. And I was going to figure out how. And then when I heard the rates, it was actually quite reasonable because I started with, I'll pay anything. And then when they told me the actual rates, that seemed reasonable. Sure. Um, but yeah, I've been getting help basically all along the way. Help not just with the knowledge, but like with the implementation and the accountability part, mm. right? Because that's usually where the rubber meets the road is like the knowledge that we give people is not proprietary. Like we don't own any of it. You could Google any of the information we're going to give you. It's just like, sure. are you going to do it? You <laughs> right. know, and I think that's, uh, you know, that's the, that's the thing that usually people need the most help with is like, I know exactly what to do. I'm just straight. I'm not doing it. Right. So, yeah. yeah. you know, like how do I, how do I manage that? Or what do I do? And um, help, like you said, that's usually how it comes from us. This mm. is the form of accountability and, troubleshooting and really taking a look at your life and seeing where small changes can be made Mm. so that, you know, you can stick with it longer than a week or a month or six weeks or whatever the hell it ends up being. Sure. Yeah. No, no, I think that's just really important to hear that, you know, people who have found you or or from the outside, people Mm -hmm. perceive someone like yourself as someone who's found that success in that health, fitness, wellness realm. I think it's really important for people to hear and understand that all of those people continue to get coaching. You know, all of those people have to, they might be better than if, if we want to do a comparison, they might be better than the average person at getting out of bed and, and, and going and doing it because they've found a true passion there. However, they're still not perfect. And all of those yep. folks need to lean on each other in order to make that happen. And, and needing to do that is okay because the people that the average person sees as already successful in that realm still yes. need to do it. They don't do it because they value it. 
they do value it, but they also need it. And I think that's, I think that's an important point to point to make as we're talking about this. Yeah. And then, like you said, there's no shame in needing the help implementing Mm -hmm. it. Truth be told, there are days where I wouldn't probably be doing a workout if I wasn't paying for it just because that's how it is. And then, but the thing about that is one day turns into two, turns into three. Now you've got a new habit. Right. That's where things can get tricky. It's also like, that's why I mentioned before getting clear on why you're doing this is also helpful. So like to a certain degree, I have to look a certain way to be successful, right? Because I would have difficulty dispensing exercise or whatever nutrition advice if I wasn't looking the part, right? That it just shows a lack of incongruency and people pick up on that. So like sure, the example that I want to set as a trainer and a coach is such that that that's also quite motivating and helpful. Mm. The people that I'm, you know, I'm caring about and I'm coaching are expecting me to show up in a certain way. And I want to make sure that I'm doing that. Mm. And it looks to me, look, exercising and taking care of my body. So like, so I can show up as more and be more for the people around me. Yeah. And that's one of the things we could try to impart on our clients is that idea Mm. that when you take care of your body, you are allowed to, and then you can do a lot more in your life, Mm. show up for bigger in bigger ways for the people around you and really, really affect some change, not only in your life, but in those around you, because you never know who's watching. hundred percent. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And, and that actually segues perfectly into the next thing I wanted to get into with you is tell us a little bit more about how this journey influenced the way you operate at Deergo Fitness, and then give us a little bit more about how you go about helping people, how you're set up, what your structure looks like, and how you lead those people from initially finding that spark all the way through showing up for themselves so that they can show up for those people and those big moments within their day-to-day life. Yeah. So it didn't take me long to figure out that, um, like I said, the information that's out there is not hard to come by. People are drowning in information, but lacking clarity on how to action it. Very right? true. Yeah. So one of the things that we do is try to simplify things as much as possible and just make it as actionable as possible. Mm. You want to make something difficult to do, make it as complicated as possible. Yeah, Get it to a place where you don't know where to start or what to do. And I can guarantee you won't take any action. So right. 100%. simplifying things as much as possible and simple doesn't always mean easy. In fact, it, it rarely does. Mm. Right? It just makes it simple enough to act. Right. And easy then, versus easier. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it's just a question about like, okay, now that you know what to do, are you willing to do that? Mm. And is the reason that you have to do it enough that you're willing to kind of go against the status quo in your life mm-hmm. so that you can affect some change? Yeah. Because, I mean, people say change is hard, but a lot of people don't understand that it's hard because even if you don't know, even if you don't like how you're feeling, excuse me, even if you don't like how you're feeling now, yeah, you at least know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Like you at least know what to expect. And there's some comfort there, right? Right. But this idea of like, for some people being a fitter, leaner you, like that's a scary idea for some people, especially if they've never experienced it. Like they don't know what that looks like. Sure. They don't have the experience. So that's why the change that people want to affect can be difficult because you're mm. always working against what seems comfortable. 
even if you don't like where you're at, there is some sense of comfort in that because you know exactly what to expect. Like, right. I know that if I am stressed out about my day and I go and eat a pint of ice cream, that I'm not going to feel good about myself after I eat the ice cream. Mm. Right. I'll probably feel like, you know, shameful or remorseful or like bad about myself or whatever. Yeah. But on some level, I also know I'm going to feel different. Right. I'm not going to be worried about work anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be more inwardly focused and that, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm getting some relief from that ice cream. Right. I know what that life's like. Right. Now I'm supposed to be this healthy person. What the hell do I do now? How do I, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we've got these like little habits. In those small little those, pockets of our yeah. day. Yeah. It just take us away from the person we want to be and getting people aware and emotionally mature enough to admit that that's how they operate sometimes is like, mm. it's real work. And yeah, it's scary for people mm. to acknowledge like, yeah, I go home and I eat a pint of ice cream, drink a bottle of wine or yeah. whatever, because that's how I, that's how I decompress for my day. Sure. And you're saying I have to give all that up if I want to be fit. Uh, I don't know. Right. <laughs> and maybe they don't say that out loud, mm. but every action that they do is what they would say is self-sabotaging, mm. which means there's some kind of like, what we've learned is that that just means there's some kind of inner conflict around what they're saying they want and what they feel they can achieve. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I think that's a real good point to touch on with with how you work with your clientele, how you and your team work with your clientele, because any gym can have small group classes or individual Mm -hmm. personal training or bigger group classes or their functional fitness or their CrossFit or whatever the case might be. But I think unless you're really hitting it from an all-encompassing point of view, whether it's utilizing other professionals or Mm -hmm. or having a well-rounded team in place in house, whatever the case might be to to hit on all of those other areas that are going to be way bigger barriers than actually coming to the gym and working out because mm-hmm. yes that can be hard too but once you get going on that a little bit that's a little bit easier especially like you said if you're paying for it right if you're if you're paying for it most people will be committed to showing up for that but, yes but making the well-rounded changes to actually get to where that person wants to be at the end of the day mm-hmm. in those small pockets of the day just like you touched on is probably the most crucial part of making a change like that in your life. Yes. Yeah. For sure. So having that structure, the, the way you work with your clients, I think is, I think it's huge. And in my opinion, sets you apart from other people who are mm-hmm. simply a gym. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's great. So because of that, uh, dear go fitness has grown quite a bit. I actually, back when, when I was there, there were a lot less team members. And when I, when I mean, when I was there, when I, I worked out there, that's how I met you, Brian. If people want proof of that, there's a picture of me somewhere on your website. Still, I, looked, is, at it, yeah. I, looked, I looked at it the other day. I'm in there somewhere. People can find it. Uh, DiegoFitness.com. Um, but, uh, so you've grown a lot over the years since then, and you've even experienced a little bit more growth. So tell me a little bit more about that and some of the new exciting stuff you have going on so we can kind of get that out to people so they can see where Deergo Fitness is at today. Yeah. So um, we've actually been super blessed to be doing as well as we have been with everything going on. We actually acquired a ton of space that was in the front of us so that we have 
just about tripled our square footage, which awesome. is pretty exciting. Our staff has grown exponentially in the last year. Mm. And so what's super exciting is we actually have a grand opening Saturday, October 2nd from mm. 10 to 2, just to kind of welcome everybody and see the new space, see how it flows, because we've grown so much. We just want to get some people in the community and show them like, you know, what we have to offer and how we can help or at least show them or point them in the right direction. So we've got some like fun stuff for kids to do, like a bounce house, food, all that good stuff. But mostly it's an opportunity to just like do some fitness, meet some friends and have some fun on a Saturday morning. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you actually have a few fitness class times lined up between? Oh, yes, Uh, we do. We have um, classes on the hour at Mm -hmm. 10, 11 and 12. Awesome. Yeah. Great. That's fantastic. Well, I I was planning on showing up anyways, because I want to see more of that new space and and uh, I always love stopping by and saying hi to your team, but uh, I'm going to come ready to work out too. That sounds awesome. like a, that, that, sounds, that, that sounds like a, like a, like a great idea. So yes. uh, really, really looking forward to that. So now that we know that that event is happening on Saturday, October 2nd from 10 to two, mm-hmm. where and how can people find you both physically and uh, online, social media, website, all that good stuff. How do yeah. So you could find us Diego fitness on all the socials, right? Mm-hmm. DeerGoFitness.com. And then we are located at 240 US Route 1 Falmouth. It's actually, we're located in the Staples Plaza. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest way for people to find it. You can see us, we're to the right of Staples. And we basically took over the entire left side of the complex, which is pretty exciting, actually. Awesome. Yeah. And, and on Saturday, just look for the bounce house, right? That'll be. Yes. Look for the bounce. House, <laughs> awesome. Go to the, go to the Staples Plaza on uh, route one in yes. Falmouth, Maine and, and look for the bounce house on Saturday, bring the kids work out, have a good time. Meet the yes. team at Deergo fitness. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. For sure. They're always welcome. Awesome. That's fantastic. Well, Brian, I can't thank you enough for joining me and, and sharing your personal story, the story of Deergo fitness and, and how you have been so impactful on the lives of people that you have worked with and are, and are going to work with big believer in what you guys do. I hope everyone comes and and checks you out on Saturday. Can't thank you enough. Yeah. Thank you, Phil. Thanks a lot for having me. Of course. So everybody go and check that out in Falmouth on Saturday, October 2nd from 10 to two, come ready to work out, learn more about the team. And we hope to see you all there. I also want to thank you all for downloading and listening to the podcast. You can get all the episodes on your favorite podcast platform. As always, would love it if you found value in this episode, that you would share it with someone else that you know and love and care for that could also find value in it. So be a friend and tell a friend, spread the words so that we can help everybody find the mental, emotional, and physical strength they need to fulfill their true purpose in life. Five-star rate and reviews on Apple Podcasts are always welcome as well. Really, really appreciate you all. And we will see you back here next week for another episode of the Strength for Your Purpose podcast. Mm-hmm.